this pop culture saturated world, what's a nerd to do? Hang out with your good pals on Nerdy Show, that's what. Our flagship podcast is a weekly celebration of the multifaceted D20 that is the modern nerd. When we're not devising horrors that combine VR and spiders or taste testing weird food, we're discussing the latest geek happenings, digging into our deepest nerd niches, or interviewing a celebrity or two. Head to nerdyshow.com or find us on iTunes and experience a multiverse of awesomeness. And now, the Boston Bastard Brigade, Electric Sisterhood, and Omnis Training proudly present No Points, No Race, The World's J Pop and Alternative Hot Spot. and wenches, welcome to episode 276 of No Borders, No Race. I am your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo. Thank you once again for tuning in. And before we start, I want to give a very big thank you to Blue Onik and The Stampede for coming on to our 15th anniversary show. Having this episode happening the way it did practically came down to the wire, but I am immensely happy with the way the episode turned out. Yeah, you know, there were some audio issues, and I'm fairly certain that I didn't have the mic setting right for Skype, but if that was the only issue with this 15th anniversary special, then I will gladly accept it. If you haven't listened, please check it out. An excellent performance from The Stampede and some very fun conversations about music and Boston venues. Now, as that episode went up, I was in the midst of my first real vacation in four years. Nothing too special, but getting to see family I haven't hung out with in a long time made it worth the trip. With that being said, my biggest problem is my brain's need to work. So any attempt at relaxation is almost always met with the need to get shit done. And I absolutely hate when this internal conflict happens. I would have taken an edible if I could, but weed's still not legal in Ohio or Michigan. So hey, uh, get on that shit, Midwest. But I have returned, fully rested, and ready to go. So let us get today's show started. On this week's episode, we slam and welcome to the jam. Can Valve get into the portable console race? Plus, on this week's A Bastard Soapbox, the problem with Johnny's. Oh, and also a new music segment. But first, let us start this week's playlist. Remember, as always, if you like what you hear and would like to support these artists, you can find their music on CD Japan, Amazon, Yes Asia, Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, the band's official sites, and your local record store. We're going to start things off with a great up-and-coming pop duo called Yoasobi. They've been making some waves in Japan, and they've already eyed the West to plant their flag. This is evident by this new song of theirs, which is an English version of their recent single, Sangen Shoku. For its English version, the title comes from the very book it was inspired by. R.G.B. Don't know where we disconnected each other stories. Now we go once again past where we have split off. Even if many times we have been separated, you can see we're connected still. So goodbye, farewell. Then we said the words departed. How many morning suns have we seen ever since that day? In our respective new future destiny. 
Program.com and fill the issues guy on YouTube. Do you like television? Do you like talking about television? Do you have problems and can't sleep at night? If you any of those things are true, come on down and join Fill the Issues Guy on YouTube. Phil's recap and review, or check out issuesprogram.com to check out our stuff. Basically, what we do is we talk a lot about television, some movies, but mainly television. We do post-episode recaps, live viewings, drunk commentary games, and just general analysis. So if you love television, you don't have a ton of people to talk about television, or you just cannot get enough of some of these awesome shows like Vikings, Better Call Saul, Westworld, Game of Thrones, even The Walking Dead, and some other random shows that just pop up here and there. If you cannot get enough of all those programs and you want to talk about them? Jump on over. Join in the live motherfucking chat with some of the best people in the world that all share their thoughts real time whenever we go live. So if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you follow the YouTube channel by clicking that little bell thing, you can find out anytime we go live. You can also check out issuesprogram.com for a backload of all of our stuff and check out our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, and lots of other places. Huge thanks to all of you and hope you check it out and hope you enjoy it. And I'll talk to you guys next time.
And in September, Osaka's rock comedians are hitting the road for the Rock and Roll Postman Tour. Is that the name of their next release? We can only hope. Now, back in 1996, my 11-year-old self sat there and watched as my favorite childhood cartoons teamed up with basketball's most iconic player. Space Jam was everything a kid like me could ask for. It had laughs, impressive visuals, and a kick-ass soundtrack that I blared for many months after the film had premiered. Also, I almost became a furry because of Lola Bunny. Emphasis on the almost. Now 25 years later, and my 36-year-old self sat there and watched those same childhood favorite cartoons teaming up with this generation's current basketball icon. Space Jam, A New Legacy, has nothing a person like me would ask for. And let me be clear, I know that this is a family film geared towards a younger audience, but I fully believe that my 11-year-old self would have been bored with this movie. 
Not only does Space Jam A New Legacy do zilch to honor its predecessor, it practically spits on Looney Tunes and its own legacy. So anyways, the movie has LeBron James suck into the servers of Warner Brothers and is now forced to play a basketball game against his own son. LeBron grabs Bugs, who grabs the rest of the Toon Squad. And then, after 70 minutes and less than 40 minutes to go before the movie ends, they finally actually start playing basketball. To give you an idea of how long it takes to get the game going, the original Space Jam movie was only about 80 minutes long if you take out the end credits. One of the biggest problems with Space Jam A New Legacy is the fact that it's basically a two-hour commercial for Warner Brothers. It's constantly flashing properties like Harry Potter, The Matrix, King Kong, Game of Thrones, and even fucking Casablanca. It's going like, oh, look at the stuff I have. Oh, look at this stuff here. Isn't it impressive? And none of it is done in a way that's either clever or funny. I laughed a total of two times when watching this two-hour movie. The Rick and Morty cameo and when Michael Jordan shows up. Every other time, I just sat there bored wondering when it was going to get entertaining. Another problem is LeBron James. I know he's a basketball player first and actor second, but the dude can't emote to save his life. Even when voice acting, he sounds like he's just reading lines from a script. Michael Jordan at least could act like he's Michael Jordan trapped in a cartoon. You should expect that level of believability in a film like this. But no, LeBron's got the personality of a cardboard cutout version of himself. And his attitude throughout the film does no favors at all for the quote-unquote story. Space Jam A New Legacy is a shell of Looney Tunes' former self. It's boring, lacks any sort of imagination, and delivers nothing fun or original. There are more laughs found in a wet fart than the entirety of this film. Do not waste your ticket money on something like this. In fact, if you have HBO Max... I highly recommend watching anything else on there except for Space Jam A New Legacy. Like, go watch a Lars von Trier movie. I would rather watch a Lars von Trier film than watch Space Jam A New Legacy. Oh, good God. What a waste of my time. So don't let it be a waste of yours. Whew. Anyways... Up next are the duo of David Long and Shane O'Neill. David might be remembered as the frontman of Into Paradise, where Shane got his name out there via the Blue Angels. The two of them are teaming up for this new single, and it's called Far From Home. Still remember me 
Freedom, knowledge. The Abstract Japan podcast at abstractjapan.com.
2007's Honey Creeper, that was Puffy with Hassan Jaze. This year marks Ami and Yumi's 25th anniversary together, which they marked with a six-disc box set called Playlist and a new single called Pathfinder. So while people are still clamoring for Half-Life 3 or Portal 3 or Left 4 Dead 3 or some Valve title to be given a proper trilogy, Gabe Newell has been busy with the more techie side of his company, and Valve surprised the world a couple of weeks back with the announcement of their own handheld console, the Steam Deck. And if it delivers on its promise, the Steam Deck will be able to handle any PC game in a small, easy-to-carry package. One look at the Steam Deck and you'll be kind of reminded of Sega's Game Gear. It's big, kind of bulky, and its control layout doesn't look that comfortable. Of course, I read that it actually is comfortable from several sources, so perhaps it's merely a trick on the eyes. People can order the handheld version in either a 64GB one, a 256GB one, or a 512GB one. Now that doesn't sound like much, but fortunately, you'll be able to add a micro SD card much like the Nintendo Switch does. One of the things that I do like about Steam Deck is how it'll make the entire Steam library playable on it. Even if the game wasn't designed to work with a controller, the Steam Deck also has a trackpad that acts as a mouse for things like visual novels and even rail shooters. So you can technically play any X-rated Japanese visual novel on there if you'd like. You know, if you had the balls to do it in public. Now, despite its small size, it has a lot of power behind it too. Valve teamed with AMD to create a custom APU, one that could hypothetically run any powerhouse video game. That means titles like Cyberpunk 2077, Red Dead Redemption 2, and any other massive open world game could be played on there with little to no issues. Thankfully, unlike the Game Gear, which had its batteries die after an hour or two of playing it, this one has a much better battery power, with it lasting 7 to 8 hours. The only downside is the display, which is only at 720p, but it's a 7-inch screen so you'll probably won't notice much, but if you hook it up to a TV or computer screen, you will get the best damn picture imaginable for your PC titles. And this is all sounding very good, and early reports show that it's so far working like it should be, and I know I am praising it a lot, but... I do have this level of skepticism deep within me when it comes to Steam doing hardware. Do you recall when they announced their own console computers called Steam Machine? I almost bought one of those, and I'm glad I didn't. Thing didn't even break half a million sales, even with the hype behind it. I hear good things about their Valve Index VR set, but I think its price point may turn off a lot of people, leading it to being unable to go up against the Oculus or HTC Vive. So while things look more positive revolving around Steam Deck, I'm still very hesitant. Not to mention the fact that I just plopped down over three grand for a new gaming PC, which will more than likely last longer than Steam Deck will. At least the first version of the deck, that is. And one last thing to remember is that demo versions of the Steam Deck will be slightly different from when it truly hits the market. Odds are, there are going to be a lot of bugs and kinks in the first wave of Steam Decks, which is why you should maybe wait before plopping $400 to $700 for it. But if you want to be excited for Steam Deck, then by all means be excited for it. 
I think it's a cool idea. In fact, I'm surprised that it's taken this long for proper handheld gaming PCs to be a thing. But when it comes to new inventions and the like, it sometimes pays to not be the first one out of the gate. We're not playing Atari consoles anymore, right? Are we still using MySpace? Which is more in use now, Pandora or Spotify? If I were a betting man, I'll say that Steam Deck will be a moderate success, but it won't be the breakout hit handheld gaming PC. What will be is someone in a rival company studying the Steam Deck they just bought and finding ways to improve it faster than Valve can tweak what it already has. I could be wrong, but then again, as history has shown us, the victors in the tech realm have always been the ones watching the ones running out of their gate first. Sometimes it doesn't pay to be the hare. It's almost always beneficial to be the tortoise. And when it comes to the handheld PC market, Valve best watch their back for when that red shell is coming in their direction. Here's a new B-side from Fana who just returned with I Know Supreme, the theme song to the hit anime Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S. This B-side is called Senko no Atoni.
It's the Mike Rogers Show coming to you live from Tokyo, Japan, a year-end special, and I'll be with my good friend, Evan Borgold, and you can tune into the Mike Rogers Show. We play Japanese music, Japanese pop, Japanese, uh, uh, and you can win a bazillion dollars on this show. I don't know how you can, but maybe, you know, if you listen to the show, maybe you can somehow, maybe buy a raffle ticket or something. The Mike Rogers Show, yes, tune in. We're going to have our year-end top five countdown. It's going to be way cool, and you can hear more good songs just like this. With their recent song, Pierce the Feeling, the Oakland based post punk rockers will be releasing their second album, Bloodletting for the Lonely, on August 6th, which will deal with themes of memory, trauma, and living in a world that we can't escape from. So, for a while now, I've been trying to figure out how to fill this blank space here in the podcast. It's always been going from the end of the sixth track straight into the seventh for, I don't know. Maybe the past year and a half or so, but it's been kind of bothering me that I haven't been able to fill this hole in the show. We have our two normal topic spots, our bastard soapbox, 
and the Nihongo Yoyaku. So what else can I do? Well, I realized that the answer wasn't under my nose. It's in my own backyard. I do, I think, a great job with showcasing Japanese artists, as well as other parts of the world. So how come I'm not giving a spotlight to Boston's music scene? We have so many bands here that deserve to be heard, and yet there isn't much representation of local music anywhere, especially not on the radio. So, I contacted my friend Clay Inferno of the Lead Podcast, told him what I wanted to do here on No Borders or Race, and he's giving me some help with scoping the Boston music scene. And folks, I am delighted to present to you the very first edition of what I have dubbed the Bean Town Sampler. Our first sampler comes to us from a band calling themselves Daisy Bones. Based out of Lowell, Massachusetts, Daisy Bones are currently putting the finishing touches on their next album, Candy. They will also be performing on Friday, September 24th at once Boynton Yards in Somerville. Their first single for Candy comes from what the band calls a dark place, and in the midst of a global pandemic, finding a place to call home. That comes from their interview with Vanya Land, by the way, so please read more about it there if you can. So, here are Daisy Bones with Alligator. future we've got your pop culture reactions and news over at leaguepodcast.com the league of ordinary gentlemen comic book podcast is more than just comic check us out wherever you get your podcast on social at leak podcast
From the album Judai de Dashi Takata, that was Kyuso Nakokame with No Thinking. They were, of course, supposed to play South by Southwest last year, but then the pandemic hit. When South by Southwest happens next year, I can only hope that they finally make it across the Pacific. And now, folks, once again, it's time for me to get some things off my chest. It's time for a bastard soapbox. For as long as I can remember, I've always had a distaste for Japan's idol scene. But the organization that I have the biggest problem with is one called Johnny's Entertainment. They're a powerhouse that cranks out one idol group after another, with their artists taking over TV screens, films, and in the case that I'm about to bring up in a moment, video games. And Johnny's Entertainment has such a tight squeeze on how their artists are presented, with them not even allowing their stars to show up in certain advertisements, even if they're the main stars of what's being advertised. And I get that they might want to protect their artists in a way, but there is protecting and there's helicoptering. When a company helicopters their clients, it can cause a great unease to the performer. Stress, restless nights, and the feeling that you're not in control of your life are all things that happen when a company helicopters you at every corner. While they've loosened their stance on photos and the like, the ties that bind these performers are still there in different forms. Which leads me to what I want to discuss today. Recently, it was announced that Sega's Yakuza spin-off Judgment is getting a sequel called Lost Judgment. This is awesome news, by the way, as I thought the first game was excellent. One of the best games of 2019. But now Sega is having a problem, as they want to bring the Judgment series to PC. Again, this would be great as it'll bring another core audience to the series. But because the game stars Takuya Kimura, there is a huge monkey wrench thrown into Sega's plans. While his group SMAP is long gone, Kimura is still part of Johnny's. And as such, Johnny's is not keen on their poster child's likeness being on the PC version of either of the Judgment games. Because, as you know, with PC games... You can mod the shit out of them, which means someone can come around and mod Kimura's likeness in any way they wish it. They can change his face, his size, and even what he's wearing. Especially if what he's wearing is, well, nothing. Now here's the thing. Most developers welcome mods, even the nude ones. Hell, whenever a Senren Kagura or Galgun game comes out, I bet the final thought that comes to the developers' minds is, geez, I hope someone there loads it up more for us. And for the most part, you can't control how a game can be modded, meaning almost anything goes. And because of that, Johnny's would rather not have a game come out on a format that embraces such edits. And to be honest, that kind of thinking just fucks over Johnny's more than it helps. Not only does their image get tainted even more than before, but they lose barrels of cash because of it. On top of that, it'll lead Sega to probably never work with anyone represented by Johnny's. To be frank, no one should have to deal with an organization that's as big of a pain in the ass as Johnny's. And in the end, Sega will continue to look good while Johnny's reputation is dragged down. 
Then again, Johnny's is already rock bottom in many people's eyes, so no idea how much lower they can go. So in the end, this can all result in a great character story concluding well before it had the chance to fully shine. And all Johnny's had to do to avoid such a loss is to just pull that giant stick out of their ass. But knowing them and their past actions, that ain't gonna happen. And knowing Sega, they can probably continue the Judgment series with a little recasting. I mean, they were able to do that with that actor who got caught with drugs. They replaced him in the game even after it had been out for a while. Which is kind of impressive. Sucks, but it's impressive. And the person that'll suffer the most out of all of this is Takuya Kimura himself. Who just wanted to start in his own video game. I mean... Come on, Johnnies, you gotta stop fucking with these idols' dreams. You're all a bunch of assholes over there. And I can say that because I'm over here in Boston and they're all the way on the other side of the globe. Because if I said all this in Japan, you better believe that I'll one day wake up with a horse's head in my bed covers. They're not nice people, is what I'm saying. And thus concludes this week's A Bastard Soapbox. Remember, these are the opinions solely of myself and no one else under the Electric Sisterhood umbrella. So if you've got a problem with what I say, don't be yelling at Black Compat or Phil's Recap and Review. Yell at me. I actually have the next Bastard Soapbox planned. And let me tell you right off the bat, it's something that I'm really wicked pissed off at right now, but I really needed to gather my thoughts fully before I did it. So, until then, let's calm down and head back to the playlist. Right now, we're going to spin the latest single from Ireland's Gavin Murphy. This song has a reputable man behind the producer role in the form of Gare McDonald, who has worked alongside the likes of U2, The Cure, and Martha Wainwright. This is Alive. Take my hand and come with me. We'll walk and talk, roll back the memories. I wish we could go back and try. Oh, why don't we try to relive life's precious time?
starter beer, funnel cake, boysenberry. There's no food like theme park food. Eat the Magic is a YouTube series about theme park food in Southern California and maybe Florida. Eat the Magic is hosted by a childless millennial of real repute, Jared the Greek. Karen's want him, Chaz wants to be him, no bothers given. Tune into our show, Eat the Magic, on YouTube. See our thirst for Dole Whip on Instagram at Eat the Magic. We'll see you real soon at the parks. Why? Because we like you.
Guitar Wolf with Shinkansen High Tension from their Love Rock album. Guitar Wolf are currently in the midst of crowdfunding for their annual Shimane Jet Festival, which had to go the online route last year. If successful, the festival will be held on October 9th and 10th at Ancient Mound Park in Shimane, Japan, the birthplace of Seiji himself. So, Space players wa hidoi ega no zoko hen des. Lebron James wa enki ga deki nai. Looney Tunes wa miro no mo tanoshiku nai des. Kono ega yori mo geri to iso ni dero onara no kata ga warari mas. Miru hito yo wa arimasen. Valve no Steam Deck wa suini handa held on modo no game PC o tekyo shite kurimashita. Kijutsu Shio wa Subarashi Desune. Mata, Hadarive o Kakucho Shite. Dan Rodo Suru Game o Fuyasu Kotomo Tekimas. Shikashi, Technology ni Kanshite wa Rekisuwa. Saisho ni Ichiba ni Dete wa Naranai Koto o Shisa Shite Imas. Sutsimu Tekiga Ichiba ni Dero to Suguni. Yari Sugoleta Handa Heldo. Pisiga Mamonaku Tojo Shite Kuruyo Des. Saigoni Johnny's Entertainment no Tarento Eno Atskai ni Unzari Shite Imas. Kimura Takuyaga Judges Eyes Series deno Yakuari o Ushinao Kanosewa. Johnny's Ga Kaisha o Daihyo Surata Rento o Dorehodo Kini Kakete. Inai ka o shimeshite imas. Itsu no hika, ano agenshi ga tachi agaru koto o negate imas. So sureba, kachi no aru mono ga ushinawareru koto wa arimasen. My thanks again to my teacher, Mikio Hattori Sensei. Remember, if you'd like to know more information on her cultural exchange initiative, be sure to visit their website at ceinitiative.org. You can also follow CE Initiative on Instagram and Facebook. And for those interested in either online or in person Japanese classes, be sure to check out showupboston.org for more information on the upcoming fall 2021 semester. Coming up, we've got a B side from Satomiki, which can be found on their You and Me single. This is Plan A, B, C.
community focused on diversity, inclusion, representation, conversation, and fun on Twitch. Want to be fam? For chill community vibes, Wednesday nights at 7, join BC Row for the Wednesday wind down. Friday nights, join us for Let's Plays where we explore narrative and single player campaign games. Stop by on Fridays at 7. Catch our flagship podcast, The Tribunal, live every other Sunday at 3 p.m where we talk about issues that are important to us as Black women. Issues like representation, inclusion, diversity, and more within the video games and entertainment industries. Check our channel and social handles to find out when a new tribunal is going to drop. We've got even more content on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter handles, and our website, blackandpat.com. So join in the conversation in whatever way you like at Black and Pat. Remember, always and never or. All times are Eastern. Well, I, had to, I had to be the first. Because it was me, Rock, Cam, and Kane as a group. Rock, rock, Nobody rock, knew I had styles. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> rock, 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 You know it's him. It's the B.I.Z. Marquee. But my man Chad Musk. Yeah. I'm the hump dinger, the microphone singer. 
super bell ringer, here to bring ya The rhyme technique, the ill funk freaker Coming right out of your speaker, never reaching the beaker Perfection, direction, in any section My style is kicking like Chinese connection Most valuable poet, 13 years strong The island of long, is where I belong Superb like Goldberg, iller than Godzilla I scared Michael Jackson into writing a thriller The ginger ale sipper, the freestyle flipper Never see me in a pair of grand union ground grippers Folk but you could clone down when I was bony, one of the foggiest masters of ceremony. Jam, jam, Jimmy the Jam. Let me, let me, let me tell you who I am. New York, the rhythm, rock, the rhythm, Wanna get down, I'll make your hands clap Every time you see me, I'll be doing my thing I'm hella fire king with the disco flow You know it's satisfaction guaranteed If you mess with me, you will bleed Listen to me, cause I'm the original B I-Z-M-A-R-K When it comes out to rise, like, this is what I say I'm like super duper dope and open Rock the microphone, you be scoping Chillin' the boat, rock, coast to coast, and yeah, I wake up and eat cheese, eggs, and toast. Guaranteed the rock, I don't got no children. I just know that I got to go. New York, get him stuck. L.A., you get stuck. Midwest, you won't stop. Hey, that body rock. New York, get him stuck. L.A., you get stuck. Midwest, you won't stop. Resting power, Biz Marquis. That was Body Rock, which is found on the compilation album Muska Beats. The music world mourned the loss of the beatbox king, who sadly passed away at the age of 57. I highly suggest reading the tribute to him by Mike D of Beastie Boys. It's a true showcase of the kind of guy and performer Biz truly was. Well, that about wraps up this week's episode of No Borders, No Race. Remember, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos from the Boston Bash Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbashbrigade.com, like us on facebook.com slash bostonbashbrigade, and follow us on b3crew.tumblr.com. And you can follow me, your King Baby Duck, on Twitter, the J-Pop, Video Games, Anime, Amino Pages, Instagram, and Twitch at KingBabyDuckESH. Don't forget to give some love to our friends at Black Compat, which you can find at BlackCompat.com, Twitch.tv slash BlackCompat, and YouTube.com slash BlackCompat. Promotional consideration provided for this week's tracks from David Long and Shine O'Neill and Gavin Murphy, made possible by Shameless Promotion PR. And a very special thank you to Sons of Southern Ulster and Field Plan for their contributions to Shameless Tuesdays. Shout out to Kabar PR for sending down S's and a huge dose of gratitude to Clay Inferno for helping to kickstart the Beantown Sampler with Daisy Bones. Today, we're ending the show with a new song from singer and seiyu Rie Takahashi. And you can expect to hear her again in the role of the iconic Megumin in both the Isekai Quartet movie and a new Konosuba anime project. Come on, come on, come on. Let it be season three! 
from her new EP, Tomei Nafusen, this is Fukensho Shikai. And until next time, this is your King Baby Duck, reminding you that you don't have to be from Boston to be a bastard, but it sure helps. <laughs> This is your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo, from the Electric Sisterhood, and your host 
for the No Borders No Race podcast. Each episode, we play the best, brightest, and hottest acts from Japan, America, Europe, and the rest of the world. Every song spun is but a mere taste of what you can expect of the artists heard, so if you truly loved what hit your eardrums, please be sure to support these musicians and buy their albums, EPs, and singles. Places like Amazon.com, CD Japan, Yes Asia, Bandcamp, iTunes, and even your local record store are great places to plop down some sweet moolah to let those artists know that they're doing a heck of a good job with their melodies. The more an artist gets support from listeners, the better the chance that they'll come to a venue nearest you to play the sounds that won your heart. This message is brought to you by the Boston Bash Brigade, reminding you all to support your local, national, and international artists any way you can.